Hey guys, I just wanted to go over the rules of the TFR Holiday Giveaway before we get started with the episode. So there are two tiers for prizes for the Holiday Giveaway, and if you want to know what those prizes are, you're going to go to our Twitter page, at TFRBatPod, and if you look at the top of the page, pinned is the official TFR Holiday Giveaway post, and that will have the list of all the prizes. Now, how you enter for the Tier 1 prizes is you go to that official post I just mentioned, you're going to like, retweet, and reply to that post with a picture or a gif of your favorite version of Batman. And for the two grand prizes, what you're going to do is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then you're going to screenshot that, that review, and you're going to post it on Twitter and tag at TFRBatPod. Now, if you're um, a listener that doesn't have Twitter and you want to enter for the grand prizes, you can just leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and you can send that screenshot to our email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. Now, guys, this, uh, this giveaway is unfortunately only valid for listeners in the continental United States, and the hosts are obviously not eligible to win the prizes. Uh, the winners will be announced on our Christmas episode and then posted on Twitter soon after, and you will have 10 days to claim your prize via email or DM. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I really hope a lot of you enter, because really, I'm really looking for some competition in our TFR holiday giveaway. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, citizens of Gotham. This is The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you'd like to reach us by email, you can do that at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and it's so nice to do this intro. It feels like forever since I've been able able to do this um and of course i'm not doing it by myself i'm joined by my partner in crime the co-host the other half of the tfr crew mr joseph fornerado joe welcome back it has been a minute it has been a minute uh merry christmas happy holidays everybody uh thank you for you know uh, i'm glad uh we can get back together and do uh, a show at least uh for the holidays it was it was definitely um what i was looking forward to 
um, with doing the show. I couldn't wait to, to get on here and talk some holiday stuff. Uh, it's definitely the best time of the year. And we are, uh, we are blessed with a lot of holiday content for, for the superhero stuff. Yes, yes, we are. And we're going to get into some of that holiday superhero content. But uh, I just want to let you guys know that, it, yes, we've had some delays in, in uh, recording uh, due to some due to some personal family issues um, that is, is ongoing. And uh, just to let everyone know and to be transparent, it could, it could continue. Um, but we will keep you updated. Uh, this is a holiday episode, but it is not the Christmas special. So you are not getting the announcements of the TFR holiday giveaway winners today. That will be on our next episode. And, just again for transparency's sake, if we were to have to delay and not do the the holiday episode, the Christmas special, um, the announcement will be posted on our social media accounts as to who won the TFR holiday giveaway. So just keep up with us uh, any way you can, and and we'll let you know who won those awesome prizes. Uh, but for in the meantime, today we are here to to kind of help you get into the Christmas and the holiday spirit. Um, we're here to give you some suggestions on some DC holiday goodness, and there is a surprising ton of it. Uh, I think there's more than I even figured. Uh, Joe, looking through DC Universe Infinite, <laughs> there is a wealth of um, holiday cheer in that app, wouldn't you say? Yeah, just uh, the little bit that me and you were talking before we started recording, we came across a lot more than we expected to. And uh, yeah, I I don't think I'm even going to have remotely enough time to uh, to get through a fraction of it. <laughs> but we have our we have our yearly traditions that we we get to, and then it's nice that we have you know a couple of new additions each year that we can add and and see what becomes you know a yearly uh, event for us. Yeah, and uh, and and just to just to bring it up, I mean it's it's a perfect day for it here. I mean it's 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 the temperatures have plummeted today in Colorado. It's actually snowing right now. I'm I'm watching the snowfall through the window as we're recording, so it, it's just setting the mood really nicely uh unfortunately i am i'm I'm in a a secluded bedroom in my basement that way i can you know keep away from the noise of the dog so i don't have any christmas lights or anything in here so it's it's kind of a bummer but uh yeah the snow is really setting the mood here joe that's cool i i have the i'm in my little back cave i have the uh the christmas tree up down here and uh i got my you know superhero ornaments on that tree and the only downside is I'm jealous of the snow. It's actually like in the 50s here <laughs> in New Jersey oh. right now and really sunny, which is a little odd. But that's kind of how New Jersey is. It goes up and down for most of December. Well, it's been like it's been the same way here most of the week. And then suddenly today, you know, we decided we're going to record a holiday episode and I'm blessed with a with a snowy day. So there we are. Perfect. Uh, but let's get into it. Um, the first, the first thing we want to talk about, and it's just kind of, it's it's the obligatory uh, thing when you talk Batman and Christmas. And I want to get your opinion on it, Joe. And of course, I'm talking about Batman Returns. So, Joe, to you, is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? <laughs> That's that is a loaded question. I <laughs> I am very. Everyone always talks about like what is a Christmas movie and what isn't. And to me, a Christmas movie is a movie I will only watch at Christmas. And I don't mm -hmm. think that's a negative thing. Like to me, Batman Returns is a movie that takes place at Christmas. That's just how I decipher what's a Christmas movie. Now, granted, 
I do watch Batman Returns every Christmas. It's an excuse to watch a Batman movie at Christmas time. But I don't mm-hmm. consider it a Christmas movie. I don't know. I, I, I think it's such an obligatory thing. And I think it's 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 like it's such a dumb argument. I don't care if you think it's a Christmas movie. It's considered a Christmas movie. But uh, to me, I will say I when I do my Christmas viewings, I usually will watch the non-traditional Christmas movies first. I will watch and I, I might get crap for this. I watch Lethal Weapon, Die Hard. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I watch Iron Man 3. Um, the To me, those are what I would consider great films that take place at Christmas, but Christmas isn't the main plot. So I watch them and along with Batman Returns and Shazam uh, every Christmas now. And they're like early on in December. Well, first of all, um, just kind of a... Uh... A side note, I uh, this this is absolutely a tangent, but you brought up Die Hard. I know this is an argument every single year, but Die Hard at this point is absolutely a Christmas film. I mean, they have released a Die Hard Christmas book. <laughs> it's it, get over it. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> the, the only reason, and I don't even say this as a negative, but to me, I have no problem with people considering it a Christmas movie. But I have no mm. problem watching Die Hard in July. I no, can't absolutely, watch but the I, Santa Claus in July. No, I agree with you. But I think that's why um, I, I, there are certain movies that are like that. I agree with I, I 100% think Shazam is in that boat because yeah. I can watch it any time of the year, but it's got a little extra magic during Christmas time. Oh, yeah. I think. And I think the same thing can be said about Batman Returns. I mean, it does have that um, – it does have that – that holiday feel at some points. And then some points it doesn't seem like a Christmas movie whatsoever. Um, <laughs> the but then, yeah, it's the scenery. And then you get to the end and there's that nice little note between Alfred and Bruce, you know, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Master Wayne, Merry Christmas, Alfred. So that's a great little, you know, into the movie to make it feel Christmassy. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think the argument is still up in the air, but I, I, I'm with you. I watch it every single year during Christmas time. In fact, I, I'm probably going to watch it today once we stop recording. So, uh, but anyway, let's move on into some suggestions. And uh, just off the top, I want to tell you guys, Joe and I discussed this uh, before we started recording. If you go to DC Universe Infinite, there is a holiday showcase. Uh, it's called a Very DC Holiday Collection. You kind of have to dig for it. So if you go into the app and you go to the comics section and then you uh, scroll down to the showcases and you basically have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the showcase section. It's two slots above the Halloween section and the cover. What is the cover picture, Joe? It is a picture of Batman Annual number one or the cover picture is from Batman Annual number one by Tom King from the Rebirth era. Right, it's it's Batman. He's kind of half uh, shadowed, standing on a roof. It's definitely the rebirth outfit, and, and uh, yeah, he's, he's there's snow falling. Very very Christmassy image uh, of Batman. But anyway, if you go into that into that showcase, there are several very very good holiday selections in there. Some that I have never read in my life uh, that I plan to. But that is not a complete um, guide to the DC holiday books. Uh, we, we found this out earlier today, didn't we, Jeff? Yeah, well, so if you type in Christmas in the search bar, you'll get some mm-hmm. other things. It's really, it's just anything with the word Christmas in either the info or the title. That's mm-hmm. not, that's almost more 
specific than the holiday collection. There's less in that section. But if you type in holiday, you get anything and everything with the word holiday in either the title or the info. And that is a vast, vast collection of comics. Now, mind you, if they use the term holiday as in like, I guess, what is it? The European or really anywhere but America, the term for vacation. That's in mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, because so, you get things that are very Christmassy, and then you get things like Backlash and Taboo's African Holiday. <laughs> or <laughs> you said um, there was like a spring break special for Stargirl. Um, yes. All sorts, of, and anything from the long Halloween, because the villain Holiday, that comes up in almost every issue. So you have to dig through that, but you could tell from the cover if it's a Christmas uh, you know, issue. And I got to say, that is a really... Like, that is something that I just, you know, we opened up a can of worms with doing that search because, man, that'll keep us busy for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But so, yeah, to search holiday or go to the holiday showcase, and there's plenty of stuff to keep you busy during the holiday season so far as reading DC goodness. Uh, But, Joe, I'll let you go first. Give us a suggestion for holiday content for DC Comics. Well, that's actually good because when we started, you know, you were talking about the cover of the showcase and the cover is batman annual number one by tom Mm -hmm. king ironically enough it's not in the showcase (laughs) so if you google i mean i'm sorry if you search out um holiday i i want to say it was in there but now i don't even remember but anyway it's batman annual number one it is on dc universe infinite um i honestly don't remember the rest of the stories in the issue but the first story is basically an origin story for ace the bat hound and i absolutely love the story i i am not a huge tom king batman fan but this story was perfect for me for christmas time i am a dog lover my dog's name is ace so it is a perfect story i love it Uh, i highly recommend it it's a great christmas story and if you love dogs or just are curious about tom king's interpretation of the origin story for ace it's a great read and it's a quick read it's one of those you know it's one of those collection books so it's a it's a short story very nice um and yeah in that vein uh my first selection uh or suggestion it's actually two parts there's uh it came out in 1988 and 1989 and if you go to the holiday collection uh section of the showcases it's actually the First two books on the page. There is Christmas with the Superheroes number one and Christmas with the Superheroes number two. And these are kind of the same way. They're um, they're kind of uh, anthology books. They have uh, different stories from different artists and writers, uh, but it is a time capsule from th- that era of comics. I mean, it, it just the first one, uh, you've got... Writers like Paul Levitz, Lynn Wein, Denny O'Neill, and then you've got awesome art by people like Neil Adams and Kurt Swan and even Frank Miller in the first one, along with uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. And then in Christmas with the Superheroes number two, I mean, it just continues with that same beat. You've got John Byrne and Paul Chadwick as writers, amongst many others. And then you have art from John Byrne as well and then Dick Giordano. So yeah, these two books are just... They're an awesome time capsule to the to the classic looking superheroes uh, that that we know and love. I mean, you've got all kinds of goodness with, you know, the Neil Adams Batman and the blue and gray with the yellow oval and the old school Superman. It just looks, you know, barrel chested and 
but everybody's here. I mean, you you get a lot of representation, which I think is awesome because you don't always get that in holiday specials. I feel like they focus on, you know, like a lot of holiday specials are focused on Batman or the Bat family. Um, but here you get, you know, you get Superman, Wonder Woman, you get a lot of actually Green Arrow and Black Canary. So it's it's awesome little Christmas specials and and they've become annual reads for me. And I didn't even know they existed until DC Universe premiered a few years ago. So I'm thankful for that. Have you ever read these two, Joe? I'm sure I have. Again, when DC Universe, uh, you know, first came out, I they had a holiday section and I would, I would comb through it and read certain stories. And yeah, it, you're right. It's a time capsule. There's something very comforting about reading, you know, those old books and, and especially mm-hmm. at Christmas time, it kind of adds to that feeling. And I mean, most of these on here, they're just classic covers too. Like most of the holiday, the old holiday special that DC did, um, even the old Batman or detective issues, like they are famous covers too. Like you have, there's a couple other issues on here where you see the covers and they're just instantly recognizable. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to, maybe I'll try to read both of them. I didn't realize they were a part one and part two. They came out in consecutive years. I just assumed uh, they were just completely different. So, mm-hmm. and granted they're, they're not really a part one, part two. They're like an anthology, like you said, but it's cool that wow. they used to actually number them one and two where now everything is just number one. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I'd love to actually have these in, in physical form i've tried to find them and they are very hard to find so um but anyway uh what's another suggestion from you joe um are we gonna just stick strictly to comics uh right now no 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 we're open to anything any any media okay um i mean we can kind of get into the obvious stuff now um I'm going to go with what I have on my TV right now as we're recording, and that's Justice League Comfort and Joy. Oh, I I absolutely love this episode. If you are, I mean, ironically, Batman is not really in this. Um, But, you know, I think they say, like, he took off because he he always takes guard duty at the Watchtower during the holidays. So he's not featured in this episode. But, Mm -hmm. man, if you don't love Martian Manhunter after this episode or The Flash, like, I mean, there's, you know, the... The stuff with Green Lantern and Hawkgirl, there is so much greatness and Clark being home with his parents. I mean, I could talk about this episode alone for an hour. It's it's just such a great episode. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's a that's a really good one, and it's one that I haven't watched in several years. So that it's I'm definitely gonna have to add that to the list. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's def that is a, a mandatory watch for me every year. I have to watch this every year. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite things without a doubt. And honestly, like with, with a lot of the stuff we're going to quote unquote suggest, there are the obvious ones where it's more just let's discuss it. <laughs> but, um, oh yeah. Like, like my next suggestion was going to be an obvious, I mean, it's, it's Batman, the animated series, Christmas with the Joker and holiday nights. I mean, it, again, it, they're, they're so obvious because everybody already watches them anyway, but I think we'd be remiss not to mention them. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, those are those are the first things that come to my mind when I think about what I'm going to do so far as DC and Christmas related things. I mean, Christmas with the Joker is even more than holiday nights for me is required viewing every single year. Um, And it's so funny that it's like it's the very first episode that's always on like the 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 Blu-rays or is it the first episode on on HBO Max? It's the second. second. No, on it. On HBO Max, because it went by air date, not production. So it was the second episode in production. So on the Blu-ray, 
and the you know the old dvds it was episode two on hbo max it's way into season one okay yeah oh that's right on the blu-rays it's uh on leather wings is the first episode and then you get christmas with the joker that's right um but yeah that's it's Oh man, I love the dynamic between Robin and Batman in that episode, and and just the the constant jabs about uh, what, is it? It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. So I that's it. Get past the title. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get past the title, right? So yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful episode. Um, and and of course, again, it's it's the absolute obvious. But anyway, uh, what's another one from you, Joe? Well, for for holiday nights, I will say I watch holiday nights on New Year's because the the ending with Jim Gordon, that to me is the perfect, and it's you know just that last clip on New Year's Eve. Um, I have to watch that on New Year's Eve every year. Right. Well, that I mean, that's still it's still holiday viewing. Yes. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I just I wanted to specify because that's that's my favorite story in that um, in that collection. So, and we were talking before uh, that issue of Batman Adventures is on DC Universe. It is, yeah. And it's one that I've never read, so I'm looking forward to that. So I will recommend then, um, I don't know if this is as obvious as most others, but it's one that I watch every year now. Um, It's an underrated show, Justice League Action. Um, And crap, I should have wrote down the title. I want to say it's something with Party. Now I got to look it up. I apologize. No, that's cool. Um, Uh you seen that Christmas episode? I have not. I, I've actually watched none of Justice League action. Okay, so it's called Party Animal. It is. Okay. It's on Amazon Prime. That's I own Justice League action because for whatever reason it's not on DC Universe Infinite. I mean, I'm sorry, on HBO Max. Brain fart there. Apologize. Uh, <laughs> but it is Party Animal. Again, these were only like 11 minute episodes. Um. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really great show. Again, it's not the deepest show. It is what it is. It's a fun, quick little story, but a great Christmas, you know, whether you want to call it a special or an episode. Um, Green Arrow is throwing a holiday party and he's trying to get Batman to always come. (laughs) Very fun, very fun story. A lot of fun interactions with all of the DC characters. Uh, Solomon Grundy's in it. You got the flash um play a plays a big part definitely recommend that if you've never seen it um i'm kind of surprised you've never watched there because it's it's definitely um a fun show but as far as the show goes even if you don't get into the show a great place to start is with party animal well it seems very familiar have they covered this one on holy Batcast? oh I, I think andy has recommended it before yes i don't remember if okay they had a you know, it was one of their holiday episodes dedicated to it, or he just discussed it because I know he really likes the show. So he, right. you know, and it's a Paul Dini episode, obviously. So nice. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll have to check that out. Like, I'm behind on on some of that stuff, like Justice League action. I've I've never seen any of it. It's not for lack of wanting to. It's just you know, other things. You know what I mean? Um, but it's one that I'm definitely interested in checking out. So I'll add that to the list to to check it out before Christmas. Yeah, uh, but believe it or not, the only two episodes that I really watch and know most about are the there's a really fun Halloween episode and then there's a this great Christmas episode. Right. OK, awesome. Um, so far as that other selection for me or suggestion, uh, I would highly recommend and it's kind of a off the beaten path because it, it starts at Christmas, but doesn't really end with Christmas. And that's Superman Peace on Earth. Um, have you ever read this, Joe? Um, you know what? I'm actually ashamed to say that I didn't even think about recommending this, but yes, I have. 
I have the absolute edition of the uh, the superheroes collection. Yes, uh, it's by Alex Ross and Paul Dini. Um, it is a it, uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book just to look at. I mean, anytime you get Alex Ross art, that's that can be said. But it's a it's a sixty four page story, and it's um, it's basically a very um, introspective Superman. He's you know he's doing all kinds of things to help out the world, but he's asking himself during the course of it, should he and where should he kind of where should he intervene and where he shouldn't. It's 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 a very interesting look at the Superman character, and and it does it has a lot of holiday themes about. Um, uh, helping you know your your fellow man and things like that, and and there's beautiful flashback conversations between um, Superman or Clark Kent and his father Pa Kent. So yeah, I I can't I can't recommend it enough. It, it's a beautiful book to look at, like I said, and and it's got a really great message. Um, and yeah, I'm surprised you forgot about it, Joe. Yeah, I I I didn't get to read it last year. I'm gonna have to get to it this year. Because mm-hmm. it is a really good book. I think I got it two years ago and read it for the first time, um, the whole book. And I, I couldn't remember because the sh- is the Shazam story a Christmas story also? I thought it was, but it's not really. Upon okay. looking back, it's it's not. Okay, I couldn't remember. It might just be more of like a winter story or more of like a – it's a hopeful story if I remember right. But I, I like I said, it's been a couple years since I read it. So either way – it might not be Christmassy, but that whole collection with Alex Ross is, is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and the the very end of the collection, um, if you have the absolute, and I don't know about other variations of the book, but you know, the very last page is that v- wonderful Christmas image that Alex Ross did that I think was on like a a Christmas plate or something like that. Oh, Do you I'm know what sure. I'm talking and about? I'm not sure, but that was um, is that Alex Ross written to, or is that Mark Wade? Alex Ross wrote it didn't he? Uh, it's Paul Dini. Oh God, that's right. Totally forgot about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it's been a, uh, like I said, it's been a while since I took that off my show. And you know, I mean, if it's Paul Dini and it's holiday related, you know, it's gold. So yep. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? Another one for you, Joe? Let's see. Um, well, I mean, we, we hit on Shazam a little bit. Uh, I mean, I know you wanted to talk about it too. We could talk about, um, sleigh ride. Um, which is oh yeah another have, paul dini story you? yeah it's detective i just had it hold on where did it go this was kind of a last minute idea to podcast and i was not prepared <laughs> 826 <laughs> there you go detective comics 826 yeah so that is a really fun issue uh great joker story another paul dini Again, Paul Dini doing a Christmas uh, DC story. Who can uh, who can compete with that? <laughs> but yeah, great. Um, you know, with Robin being the focal point, Tim Drake, you know, Joker has him in the car and holding him hostage with, you know, knocks him out with the Joker gas and just doing horrifying things in the great backdrop of Gotham at Christmas time. Yeah, and, and I will say for this story, um, I just got turned on to it a few years ago. And I can't remember who's – it might have been Andy DiGenova again that mentioned yeah. this one. Um, but looking at the c- cover of the comic, you would not know it's a Christmas story. Um, <laughs> reading the description of the story, you would not know it's a Christmas story. And while you're reading it, um, it is very, very dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it borderline disturbing. 
but it is a it is a story written by Paul Dini, and it's it's a Joker story that leans very much into the madness and the psychosis of Joker. But it does have some beautiful Christmas backdrops, and it definitely has some um, some holiday themes to it. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a great book to read during the holidays. Um, I don't know if it's a Christmas Day read because, like I said, it's it's pretty dark. But um, but yeah, uh, absolutely great suggestion, Joe. I love and it that is story. it is sleigh ride S L A Y ride. Yes. Um, yes. And I gotta give props. The art is really nice in this book. The penciler is Don Kramer. I'm not familiar with him, but he does a really good job with the art in that book. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, so there, so there is one that I wanted to bring up that's kind of a very, very old classic, and now I'm trying to find it again because I can't remember the number. Um, it's an old Bill Finger Batman. I want to say it's Batman number – yes, Batman number 33 from 1940 yes. is a great, I mean, first of all, it's a great cover because you've got, you know, you've got the old classic kind of uh Dick Sprang sort of, even though this, this book was not drawn by Dick, uh, Dick Sprang, you have the Dick Sprang Batman and you have Robin kind of trying to put the star on the tree and you know, he's tipped it over. It's, it's a great Christmas cover. And uh, basically the whole premise of the story is Santa Claus has disappeared and it's Batman and Robin's job to find Santa Claus before the holiday season is ruined. So it's definitely that old, you know, forties style Batman storytelling. It's kind of aloof. It's a little, it's a little goofy, but it's so much fun. And it's one that I highly recommend. Have you ever read this one? It's another one of those ones where I, I probably read it when I was coming through DC universe, when it first popped up for Christmas time, cause they had a really great Christmas section on there. Um, you know, the first year it was there and it's a lot of these fun Christmas stories kind of just, um, I don't want to say they're forgettable, but they're fun to read at the time. And, other, you know, they don't, you know, they're not the deepest things in the world, <laughs> you know, from that time. No. But they are yeah. fun reads when you do get to them. Yes. And uh, I'll correct myself. So the cover was done by Dick Sprang, but the interiors were not. So that's that's why it has that look on the cover. And the other one that while we're on that era, um, Batman number 27 is the other famous cover with Batman and Robin. Um, I actually have a shirt of this because I love the cover so much. It's it's Batman and Robin helping Santa carry the bag of toys. Mm, um, yeah. The penciler on this is Jerry Robinson in one story. Uh, there's a couple stories in that actual, you know, in that book. I don't even know if I've ever read the book. I just love the cover. It's uh, Jerry Robinson. Um, and the other penciler is Jack Burnley for the other story. But it's the cover is Jack Burnley. And it's just a great famous cover. If uh, you know, if if you're not familiar with it, check it out. But yeah, I mean, these are just again great because if you're looking for something that just it's like it is like comfort food to read an old story from you know the 40s or the you know whatever era you might feel like reading at the time. Even some of the stuff from the 80s and the 90s is just fun to to go back and read. Yeah, for sure. Um, th there's a ton of stuff that we could recommend. Uh, but, you know, uh, the biggest recommendation I can give is, like we've said, just go to DC Universe and, and, and search Holiday or look at that showcase. 
Uh, are there are there any other big ones you really wanted to touch on before before we move on, Joe? Well, the biggest one that we both forgot is the one that is probably, in my opinion, the best Batman um, Christmas content. And you're going to laugh when I say it because you forgot it and we discussed it before we started recording. That is Batman Noel. Oh, I haven't forgot it. I, I was oh, going to okay. bring it up before he moved on. Okay. <laughs> Batman yeah, Noel Bat- is just excellent. Yeah, I mean, first of all, even if you, I mean, even if you don't read it, just to just to go through, you could get the story, um, because it is absolutely it's a Christmas Carol. Um, but you can go through and just look at the art and panel by panel the way Lieber Mayho drew this book, and you can get the story without even reading the words. And it's not like that. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in the story to begin with, but it's basically just like it's it's a Christmas Carol wordage over Batman art. And it's, it's wonderful and beautiful. And I, I love it. This is one that I actually read either on Christmas Eve night or Christmas day every year. As I love this book. Yeah. I usually try reading it as close to Christmas as possible. Um, you know, time constraints and, you know, family obligations aside, sometimes it's hard to, to fit it in when I really want to, but I do try to read it every year. Um, <laughs> last year, my son was born, about four days before Christmas. So last year I did not get to fit it in, but uh, this year I really hope to read it because it's, it's been too long and it is. Yeah. The art is amazing. Lieber Mayo's art is just something special and it just seems to lend itself so perfectly to Christmas and Gotham at Christmas, especially it's just, you know, and it's, it really is like the perfect blend of so many things with the Christmas Carol and, and his artwork with that. It, I, if they could somehow find a way to adapt his art into an animated film for that, oh man, that would be so great. Yes. Uh, are they, aren't they releasing a deluxe edition of this or have they already done so? It's hard to keep, like, because I have the original hardcover. I think they are, but I don't know what the difference would be between the two. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't either because it's, it, it's a, uh, is it, I'd have to go up oh, and look. So maybe it's out already. Yeah, maybe it oh, is. But I don't know what the difference would be between the two, because mine is pretty nice. Like, I, I love the, the original hardcover. It's oversized as well, isn't it? I don't remember. I, I think it is a little bit bigger than a traditional book. but Yeah, I'd have to look at it. But anyway, it does appear that the deluxe edition is available. So, yeah. If you don't have it, you can you can definitely get it on DC Universe Infinite, or you can check it out in hardcover, or apparently the new deluxe edition. Um, uh, before we do move on, I did I did want to mention one book that has quickly become a favorite of mine. That's not it's not really a Christmas story. It's not a Christmas story at all, to be honest with you. But it's a it's a very winter related story, and it and it just get last year when I read it, it really gave me just a a winter vibe and I'm looking, I'm very looking forward to reading it again this winter. It is justice league endless winter. It's an awesome story. Did you ever get around to reading this one, Joe? Yes, I did. I remember when it was coming out, we were both discussing it. Um, I think you read it prior to, to me reading it, but you recommended it. And I, yeah, I, I zipped through it once they all were released and it was a really fun read. A lot of cool stuff with um, the history of the wonder woman characters and, was it her and 
was it the Captain Marvel characters or was it there was a lot of really cool like flashbacks and stuff, right? Yeah, so there's some flashbacks to Hippolyta and yes. some of the kind of JSA characters. Um, there, the, big emphasis on Black Adam. So if you're looking for some Black Adam material for the upcoming um, movie with The Rock, this is an awesome one because it really goes into what kind of uh, um, character Black Adam is. So, so yeah, it's it's a great winter story. Obviously, with the title being Endless Winter, um, it's great, great story. Can't recommend it enough. Um, I will say that the collection is incomplete on DC Universe Infinite. So if you if you want to get the full thing, I mean, you can read just Justice League Endless Winter number one and number two if you want to, but it really doesn't give you the whole story and the whole background. There's all the tie-ins, which actually in this case do benefit the story. Sometimes the tie-ins are kind of useless, but in this case, they they absolutely are key to the whole story. Yeah, from what I remember, um, I don't consider those tie-ins. I feel like that was No, it's, it's parts it's, of the story. Yeah, because it was only... Five issues, right? Five or six issues? Uh, I think it's six It wasn't issues. very long. Okay, but it, 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 yeah, like you, I don't think you could just read the Endless Winter specials to get the whole story. No, no, no. There's so a lot I, missing in there. Um, you have the hardcover collection? I don't, but I think I'm getting it for Christmas. So, very nice. I'm looking forward to that. All right, and um, so before we move on, I know this is going to happen a lot because I'm like, I watch a ton of superhero stuff at Christmas. Why can't I remember uh, certain things? I thought of another one, um, Batman Brave and the Bold, The Invasion of the Secret Santas. Great Christmas episode. Uh, I assume you've seen that, right? Yes, it's been a while and it's not a yearly watch for me, but I have seen that one. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good one. Uh, different dynamic on the death of the Waynes, um, and tying it to Christmas time. Really emotional episode. Batman and the Brave of the Bold, as as upbeat of a fun show as it is, man, they really did go some emotional places sometimes. And when they do, I think that was when the show was at its best. So I, I definitely recommend that one. That is a yearly for me. Most of the animated stuff is yearly for me. Yeah, yeah, and I try to. I just forget about them sometimes, and that one's one that I <laughs> yeah. kind of forget about. Yep. Um, but uh, quick, real quick, uh, Endless Winter is nine issues. Oh, okay. And there's only five available on DC Universe Infinite, so I don't know why. That's, but Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. But anyway, um, there are some awesome holiday suggestions for you guys. Uh, if, you're, if you have any for us, I implore you, reach out on our social media or send us an email let us know some that we might have forgotten or or aren't available on dc universe infinite i'm always looking for some good christmas or holiday suggestions uh what about you joe oh 100 anything with something could be pretty bad if it if it's you know takes place at christmas time i'll probably still watch it and like it uh i'm pretty forgiving with that stuff and uh <laughs> i'm sure the minute i'm sure the minute we we you know hang up here i'll probably think of some stuff that i do watch or read and just forgot to mention but please uh call us out on it and uh, i would love to discuss some of this stuff with you guys oh oh yeah uh, you know what uh, here's a great one we talked about comics we talked about uh you know shows and movies guys if you're looking for batman music at christmas time the score to 
Arkham Origins. I mean, you can just play the whole game of Batman Arkham Origins if you want. That's a Christmas thing, but who, that I is a great, <laughs> great one to bring up. Arkham I don't Origins. have time to play the whole game. I don't even have time to watch it on YouTube. It's like a five, six hour um, movie on YouTube, which is pretty cool how guys do that. But yeah, man, but it's I so love the music for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's such a great suggestion, Joe. I mean, if I had time, I would replay the game because it's it's yeah. awesome for. For, for Christmas Batman content. But yeah, it's one that I think flies under the radar and gets forgotten about. So yep. great suggestion, Joe. All right. Well, we're going to move on from there because we have a few other things we need to do before we end the episode. Um, as you guys know, the TFR holiday giveaway is drawing to a close. We just have a little over a week left in there. So we do have some iTunes reviews that were sent in, um, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> they were sent in to, to get entered into the uh, – into the giveaway which i appreciate uh but before we get to those reviews i do want to give those time but we have an email that's a couple of weeks old um unfortunately because we've had this you know the situation going on we haven't been able to record but i do want to read this email and it is from mr matthew malecki <laughs> and the subject is stick grayson slash nightwing on titans and Matt says, hey, Eric and Joe, I've been following along on your coverage of Titans, and I feel like season three was a huge mixed bag. But I want to focus on one part in particular that's really bothered me, the portrayal of Dick Grayson. Since season one, I've been okay with this version because I thought they were taking Dick on a hero's journey to become more like the Dick in the comics, the more jovial and carefree Nightwing that makes jokes and is a great leader of the Titans. But after three seasons, I no longer think that's the case. This is their version, and I don't think he's going to change that much. The Dick Grayson on Titans is nothing like the character in the comics. He's tortured, damaged, and always filled with anger. He seems unable to grow and mature past the damage Bruce inflicted on him. He betrays and lies to his teammates over and over. It's a wonder, pun intended, that any of them still want to follow him at the end of season three. I don't blame Brenton Thwaites at all. I think he does a decent job with what he's been given, but the writing and characterization of Dick Grayson on this show is just plain wrong and not the character I love. I know you guys view this all as Elseworlds and are in general more willing to go with changes made from the source material, and I am not opposed to that in general either, but this take on Dick Grayson just doesn't feel like the character at all to me. So, with all that said, I would love to hear exactly why you guys love this take of dick grayson can you elaborate on why you guys think this is such a great take on the character your fellow bat fan matt malecki all right joe uh <laughs> i feel like i feel like the, the our emails are always defending <laughs> what we like well matt um thank you for the email and me and me and eric have an ongoing joke when we disagree on something and i will tell you like i tell eric you're wrong and i hate you um <laughs> no in all seriousness so here's what i will say and no i i respect that that's how you feel my it, it's funny eric actually warned me about this question months ago when we got it <laughs> um here's what i will say about this i don't think you are wrong i think it's a fair um it's a fair criticism of the character you would prefer to see him be more you know, carefree and, you know, upbeat. I get that. I think when it comes to Dick Grayson 
or Nightwing in the Titans. In the comics, for the most part, I think this is closer to that than maybe how you feel. In my opinion, the carefree, upbeat Dick Grayson is usually when we see him to counterpoint Batman. Mm -hmm. If you, when you see him leading the Titans or in Young Justice, for that matter, a show that everyone loves, and me included, I love Young Justice. You don't see that side of Dick very much on Young Justice. Young Justice has some dark stuff happening. I mean, Dick Grayson lies to everyone on Young Justice. Um, but I, would I like to see a blend of the two, which I think maybe, you know, happens at times in the comics and even on Young Justice. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the first episode of, of Titans this season, he is that character you were looking for. And then <laughs> shit happens for lack of a, like if what would be compelling for a show, if your main character, like, I don't know. I, I like characters going through adversity. I like the journey. So mm-hmm. I think having the show and listen, the show aside, just strictly talking about Dick Grayson, he started happy shit happened. Uh, Mm -hmm. some heavy stuff like really heavy stuff but by the end of the season he's back to that same dick grayson in the final episode when they're getting on that rv he is that dick grayson that you were longing for now do i understand i completely understand where you're coming from as far as you want to see more of that i guess i just have to you know disagree and i'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying like if it's not for you it's not for you to me I think what makes the joking Dick Grayson more interesting is if you see how he handles the the negative aspects of being a team leader to get back to that point when they, you know, deal with their stuff going on. Um, I don't know. There's really not much more I can add to that. Uh, I'm curious what you have to say, Eric, because I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think they're telling a story that has some dark stuff going on. And I think if you have him making quips and stuff while some really dark stuff is happening, that's one of my main criticisms, I'm sorry, criticisms of the MCU. And I don't want that. I'd rather the tone stay consistent. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm really on pace with you there, Joe. Um, I do think you get some glimpses of the Nightwing that Matt wants. Like you said, I mean, the, the end of the season with the whole RV thing is very much the jokey, jovial Dick Grayson. That's that's him. Um, but again, I'm going to mirror what you said about Young Justice because, you know, I've binged a lot of Young Justice recently trying to catch up because I was way behind on Young Justice. And the Nightwing in Young Justice is very, very much similar to the Brenton Thwaites version of, of Nightwing. I mean, there's there's a whole arc in one of the seasons where he lies to the entire team and comes up with this plot about, you know, basically, you know, the, the, the death of, of a character, which turns out not to be true, was a whole plot by Dick Grayson to, to further this, you know, this plan that they had. And I'm trying not I'm trying to be vague so as not to spoil anything, but it becomes a huge issue with the team because he lied to them. So it's not like this is the first time this has been done. It just seems like people aren't willing to go with the angst, I guess, in live action as much as they are in the animated versions. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah, I think so. And I, listen, I'm not 
I don't think either one of us are trying to dismiss this criticism either because I can. No, it's valid. Yeah. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And I think also if you're not invested in the show, it's going to be amplified where Mm -hmm. if you love Young Justice, you're not going to focus on the stuff you don't like because, and I have no idea what your opinion is on Young Justice, Matt. So I, I don't even know if you've watched it and we're just kind of using it as a comparison um, it's probably, you know, the easiest comparison to make other than, you know, specific issues of the comics. And that's why I brought up, like, I feel like the jokey Dick Grayson is usually when he's around Batman. It's, it's to counter counteract that, you know, the glum Batman when things are going down. But when he's the leader, he is very similar to Batman in a lot of ways. Um, obviously not to the degree of Batman, but I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's never bothered me on the show because I I am okay as long as we as long as we get an arc and we get that Dick Grayson, you know, you look at the first and the last episode if you want to go technically it's the first episode of season 2 as the last episode of season 1 because of the issues they had. But like when they defeat Trigon, he's happy go lucky Dick Grayson. When they, mm. you know, at the end of season two, you know, even though Donna, you know, died and, you know, I'm not going to defend that, but when Donna dies and they're, you know, becoming a team at the end, they defeated Deathstroke. To me, when they're sitting down having dinner, he is the Dick Grayson we wanted to see. You know, he's happy that he's brought the team together and, and they're they're the Titans now. And then you see that in the beginning of season three with that, that first opening action scene. He is the Dick Grayson we want. He's smiling, talking to... Um, Dawn about was it Dawn or Starfire about talking to the media and he's like we never talked to the media but he's he's happy he's joking around but then Jason dies I'm sorry I don't right. want to see Dick Grayson joking about stuff after after you know Jason's killed by the Joker and all the dark stuff that's happened so to me it's more of a criticism of the show than it is about the portrayal of Dick and and I think they go hand in hand I do well I mean um, take a look at take a look at Under the Red Hood. At the beginning of that movie, when Batman and and uh, Nightwing are fighting Amazo, it's very much the same way because there Nightwing is very quippy and jokey. You know, he's fighting while he's joking and quipping. And then once everything starts with the Jace, with you know, with the Jason Todd story, that's gone because he knows the weight of the story. You know, he he knows the weight of what's going on, and he knows what this is doing to Batman. So I think it's just all in context of what's going on around him, you know? And I will say this. I mean, so far as the source material, I can see where it's difficult. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the writers or anything like that. Um, And I know it kind of seems that way because we're biased. We like the show. Um, But if it's it's probably hard for the writers, if you look at the the source material, especially recently, because I don't think – um, Nightwing has been written consistently since New 52. I mean, Kyle Higgins was the last one until t- Tom Taylor to really just focus on Nightwing and, and make the story, you know, Dick Grayson focused. Um, since then, he's been shot and turned into, you know, you know, he had that whole run as a as like a James Bond type character. And then he got shot and lost his memory and became Rick Grayson and all this other, you know, He's a very inconsistent character in the comics. Yeah. Well, I, I love the Kyle Higgins run. I didn't realize how divisive that run was until I started seeing people that really disliked that run. So 
I don't know. Maybe I just gravitate towards more of the darker stories and the, you know, I don't know. It's everyone has their, their opinions on what they prefer. And to me, I don't need Dick Grayson being the, you know, the jokey, uh, always stay positive guy when stuff is, is going wrong. I, I think as long as Dick Grayson is seeing the positive in his team mm-hmm. and I think that's what is important. I don't need him being more than that. Like he wanted to save Jason this entire season. I think that's Dick Grayson to the core. That to me was what I cared about. And I think the fact that he, he wanted to save Dick Grayson, but he also wasn't going to excuse what he did is the perfect balance of how Dick Grayson is. And again, I I, I know it sounds like we're defending it and, you know, I I just like the show. Like, so I'm going to defend it and it's fine. If you don't agree with us, I I still say, if you don't like the show, like you don't like the show, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. I mean, and I will say this though, Matt, I I do appreciate you, you challenging us to, to defend it because this is, I mean, this is good. This is, this is why, you know, the show is created because I want conversations like this. Um, I, I wish you appreciated the show like we did, but again, there's different things for different people. So I think it's ultimately, it's the same conversation that people have been having about Superman since Man of Steel came out. Um, it it just depends on what you like in these characters. Uh, for me, I don't I don't necessarily need a Nightwing that's constantly under pressure but throwing jokes around, you know, while he's dealing with all this. I have Spider Man for that. I mean, that's that's what that's what that character is. Um, I, I've seen a lot of interpretations of Nightwing that are very similar to Brenton Thwaites. So that's I, I don't know. That's I like it, but I can understand if you don't or why you don't. So, but thank you so much for the email. I appreciate that you've been listening, and I appreciate that you've uh, you decided to write to us because because that means you have an interest in this show. So I appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on from the email. Thank you so much, Matt. Uh, we hope we hear some more emails like that. That that was a good, even though it was you know it challenged us a little bit. It was a it was a good challenge. Uh, it's good to talk about things like that. But moving on, we're going to get into some of our – we have quite a few Apple podcast reviews. So I'm going to start with those now. Uh, we have one – we have a five-star review from a Orca Master 1, and it's pretty simple, straightforward. It says, love it. I am a big fan of Batman, and I love the show. Straightforward review there, Joe. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Orca. I'm sorry, I don't remember. What, what was the name? Orca Master 1. Orca Master One. So thank you very much for listening, and I really appreciate the uh, the positive feedback. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we have a another one from, let's see, D. Jason Braun. I think I pronounced that right. I hope so. It's a five-star review. It says, must listen for Batman fans. I first heard Eric on the Batman Book Club talking about the gates of Gotham and started following him on Twitter. When the Fire Rises first came out, I knew it was a must-listen show, being one of the few that talks primarily about Batman. The show has a nice mix of Batman talk from different mediums and always enjoyable to listen to. Eric and Joe are good followers on Twitter and great at interacting with fans of the show. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's DJ or 
Braun or, or which one your name is, but thank you so much for the uh, for the review. We appreciate that so much. What about you, Joe? You, pretty good. Yeah, uh, he, 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 fo- he he appreciates the uh, the Twitter follows. Well, yeah, thank you. And it, it's a shame because your your Twitter handle must not jive with your Apple Podcast name because I don't I'm not familiar with it, but I'm sure we've interacted before. And please, you know, keep interacting with with us. And uh, that's that's one of the best parts of the show is is being able to talk to people on Twitter and and really you know just discuss this stuff more. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is from a guy we do know pretty well. Uh, it's Mr. Jay Yaws. It's a five star review. It says, "Great show." Solid, casual conversations about all things Batman with two cool hosts and some great guests. Listen as the fire rises, because this is a good podcast. Jay, thank you. That was clever of you to work work the title of the show in there. Uh, Joe, what do you think about Jay's review here? Uh, Thank you. That really means a lot coming from Jay. Jay is... As as most people know, an encyclopedia of oh my gosh, knowledge. yes. So um, it is it is very humbling that Jay listens to the show and and takes you know takes interest in what we have to say because uh, you know obviously Jay Jay knows his stuff. So thank you, Jay. Speaking of holiday specials and stuff, like so far as comics, Jay would be one to ask. Oh yeah, because holy cow, he is a wealth of comic book knowledge. Um, okay, so the the last one here is another five star review. It is from uh, his Apple Podcasts name is That Damned Fool. Uh, <laughs> and it says, uh, great name there. It says, I decided to take a chance on The Fire Rises after listening to the Batman Book Club's episode on The Dark Prince Charming. The peculiar yet alluring name choice is what initially ensnared me, but the host's insights, demeanor, and candor are why I return for each new episode. I may have discovered this podcast late and only become a regular listener since episode 16. However, the high quality of the content has pushed me to explore the many episodes I missed. The Fire Rises is an absolutely essential addition to any Batman fan's podcast collection. That is high praise because there's a lot of really good Batman podcasts out there. Um, and also, Joe, this this guy has some very good uh, vernacular in his review here. Well, that was that was, you know, thank you for the, the review. And I got to say, I I um, I'm almost embarrassed because my vocabulary is nowhere near anything like that. And uh, you're still interested enough to listen to us. So <laughs> I appreciate it very much. So, thank yeah, that's. That's great. I mean, our candor. I don't know how great our candor is, but if you appreciate it, I appreciate that. Uh, so th- there you go. We've got four new five-star re- reviews there. Uh, so all of those reviews are entered for the main prize or, or the main two prizes, excuse me, in the TFR holiday giveaway. We actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven reviews up for grabs for the, for the two main prizes. So you have... A little over a week left if you want to be in the running for those two top prizes. And those two top prizes, once again, are an absolute edition of The Killing Joke and a Jaded Toys Batman Forever Batmobile. So if you'd like to get entered for those, make sure in the next week that you get a review sent into Apple Podcasts. Uh, the other smaller prizes are available if you go to... Um, if you listen to the bumper at the beginning of the show, that will detail how you enter for that. But that's that'll be on our Twitter page. Uh, but until next time, Joe, this has been a great little holiday episode. Uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. 
Oh, thanks for having me on for for a holiday episode. Uh, any excuse to talk uh, to you know DC characters or Batman, especially at Christmas time, um, this is great. So I'm glad we were able to set this up, and good to be back on the show. Uh, you know, let's hope we can get another episode in here before the holidays and and do everything uh, with the contest. So mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforn11. I'm on Facebook as Joe Forno. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So hope you guys, you know, have a good holiday if we don't get to see you again, or, you know, if we don't get to talk again before them, but if not, uh, we will be in touch on Twitter. Uh, that's probably the easiest place to, to, you know, interact. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. It's always fun to do this with you, Joe. Uh, you can find myself, my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter. That's me Carter 89, M E Carter 89. And the show, once again, is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. If you take a minute out of your day to give us a rating and review, as we just mentioned, on, on Apple Podcasts, that really helps out the show. It helps us uh, gain exposure, helps other people find us. Uh, you can reach us by email, once again, at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. You noticed earlier, if you send us an email, there's a good likelihood that, that it'll be its whole segment on the show. So, um, but until next time, we we really appreciate all you guys listening. And for me personally, um, after the post that I, that I sent out about the possible delays in, in the episodes, I just want to thank everybody that reached out, um, not to badger about why the show was going on a little hiatus or anything like that, but just to offer support. It's, it's really appreciated. Just know that, uh, the, the community that we have around us means a lot to me and I appreciate all of you guys for just for just sending kind words messages and uh, a strong outpouring of support uh, but until next time I hope you guys have a very very happy holiday season and remember to keep that bad signal lit and pointed skyward Batman was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Merry Christmas, Albert. Goodwill toward men. <laughs>